You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We have a new episode of the Odds and End Zones podcast on the Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Deputy Sports Editor of PhillyVoice.com, Seamus Clancy. And I am joined, as always, by my guy, Zoe. Zoe, how's it going? My brother. Happy, uh, or should I say, season's greetings. Happy season's greetings. training camp to everybody. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. I know, I know we've been talking about it, but uh, you're much more in the thrills of it than I am professionally. So I know you guys are pumped as well. Yeah, we're recording this around noon on Tuesday. Eagles reported to camp today. They'll actually have practice tomorrow. On Wednesday, Eagles media members will be down there. I will be down there. Providing a lot of great content, both on phillyvoice.com here and on BGN Radio. Today, the biggest thing today, though, did you try for the Phillies <laughs> speed dunks? Yes, can confirm. Yes, can also confirm I did not get it. Third, can also confirm that I wear probably the most uh, popular sneaker size, which is 11 and a half. Uh, well, sneaker size, that's shoe size, but... Um, in my in my sneaker buying years, I'm I'm used to eleven and a half, like eleven, eleven and a half being gone first. So I never ever have my uh, my hopes up. I think um, my last big win might have been um, Jordan Sevens, the Cardinals, um, and I, I, since then, dude, I can I have not registered a W. It's not. I just I'm I'm used to going to the after the aftermarket route. Yeah, anyway. me too. I haven't got a pair of sneakers ever on sneakers, and I'm kind of a sneaker. Like a lot of the all of the Jordans I have are from like the pre sneakers era, where yeah. you would just log on to Foot Locker at 10 a.m. or at midnight. That's how I got Concord Elevens, Breads, yep. uh, or you know, and just the sneaker game has changed so much. I I got a pair of military blue fours that i wear almost every day for the last 10 years yeah. that i got i walked into ubic which isn't even the store anymore down not in center yet. city right it's not even a store anymore store and got them like several months after they actually dropped so you I mean you could do stuff like i remember i went in there uh got some graduation money for high school was was still working on part-time job too and i got a pair of lebron nine ohio state and military blue jordan fours and you could never do something like that ever and i paid you know, retail price months after both sneakers were released. I remember um, I got a pair of LeBron. I think it might have been the eight, the Christmas, ooh, Christmas ooh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, like you said, you at the time I literally just went into Foot Locker in King of Prussia and got them and, and walked out and like the most casual thing ever. Right, literally the most casual thing ever. Now, now is it's it's a a week long production to get a sneaker that you like. Like the market is so weird and and crazy now like, it makes me not want sneakers anymore I'm, i'd rather go buy you know a pair of air max 95s from seriously. the outlet at the gallery or like i got some flying in air force ones last year like i don't sell on foot locker randomly like i'd rather get that than you know deal with all the bs and you can never like sb dunks before used to be able to get a pair easily now just the things change and height these and all that strange. bs yeah. like you, you can't get a pair of those ever like i was just looking for any pair just to kind of get on the fad and it's impossible. Like I, I'm now an Air Jordan one mid guy, very controversial choice, (laughs) Uh, but you got to take what you can get. I got a pair. uh, I think they were pine green was the color. So obviously I went for the, the you got to take what you can get. Like, because the way that like, there's no rhyme or reason to Nike releases now. And then there's so many, the other, the, the other issue is these boutique stores popping up. They'll, They'll go and jumble the market as well. So like they have, you have like six little mom and pop like shops. Again, support local, obviously, but like they, you know, these shops all Nike instead of sending them all their their own shipment, will make them all split like 
a thousand pairs or something. Gentrified sneakers. Congrats, right. everyone. Thank you. Congrats. Good job. Good job, folks. I'm looking at, I didn't get them at the time because it was, I think I was in between pay cycles. The the Midnight Green Answer 4s, and this has just turned into a sneaker podcast, but um, I wonder if I could find them now. I, got, I need I need like an impulse purchase after not yeah. getting them. Yeah. And I, I say this as someone who spent an inordinate amount of money on Bruce Springs team tickets this morning. I'm an Eagles beat writer. <laughs> I'm a Philadelphia sports uh, journalist. I had to go and get the, uh, the spring. I, everyone had like a, an impossible time, like my... Uh, Boston Philly was Evan Macy, the gigantic Springsteen guy too. Like, wasn't able to get tickets. No one I knew got tickets besides me. And um, I was in the, and it was all through Wells Fargo Center. It wasn't Ticketmaster. It was just right. him. It wasn't Springsteen's website. And I finally, there was like this huge queue that no one got through. I ended up getting through. And I kept trying to add any of the specific cheaper sections on there. And yep. there were no tickets available. And then I was just doing like best available seats and nothing was coming up. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going on? And then, like, on the 10th time I tried, I got them in. They were definitely in a section I wasn't looking at for price reasons, but I was just one of those <laughs> things like, you know yeah. what? If I don't get these, if I don't pay for these now, I'm not going to be able to get any tickets. I'm going to be, like, really sad from right. March when the actual concert is. So I just right. bit the bullet and got them. And given that no one else has them, I feel a little bit better about it. I love, I love that the timeline was – people uh in line for the dunks and people in line for springsteen tickets and then everyone else who's just like um i'm hyped for training camp. yeah it was a great timeline this morning on, on philly twitter you had everyone going for the phillies dunks yeah the like uh like younger millennial and up white guys going for the springsteen tickets <laughs> and then everyone vibing about the birds right it was perfect it was actually it was it was it was harmonious um, it was all my brands converging. And I also got the Brian Dawkins Wolverine cover that I had ordered. Oh, right. Yeah. So this was the most on, and I'm off today and I feel like I'm working. Like I'm technically <laughs> off Philly voice. I'll be doing, there's no such thing as like, and I'm not complaining. I absolutely love my job and love the way it is. I'm not being like that. But I don't really have off days, which, which is right. fun too. At the same time, right. like I do yeah, the stuff cool. I love and I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. I think it's, I, I think that not putting words in your mouth, but I feel like when there's, actual football to talk about uh you know for for the you guys cover everything but like for the main sport that you cover you know i mean yeah like all over we're not yeah, selling like it, secrets like it, the eagles are bread and butter you know clicks wise all the things article wise that's that's you know, if it wasn't for the eagles if it wasn't for training camp now um you know we're we're, we're starving for sports stories over the last month where we're yeah. doing all this like Ranking every Eagles returner and trying to just try to create evergreen content. A right. little tough, you know. Sixers flamed out. Uh, Phillies are just so inconsistent and maddling. I've written more Phillies articles than I have Eagles articles in my time there. Just yeah. getting, you know, I came on late February, yeah. early March, um, but so happy to be banging out a couple of Eagles articles a day down in camp. I'll be there uh, Wednesday, so tomorrow. I don't know when you're listening to this. Uh, I'm off Thursday. They're off practice Thursday, and I'll be there Friday and Saturday as well. So. That's awesome. That's going to be yeah. a, a lot of fun. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm the one practice I'm off, I think, is that open practice at the link. Yeah. On the Sunday night. But I, just, I ended up just buying those tickets. I don't care about paying the, the money goes to the Eagles Autism Challenger Foundation, whatever it's specifically called. Um, but I'm sure I'll end up like going there and interviewing like 10 fans and running an article about it, even though it's like my office. My, that's what the vibe is all about. I think um, I think me and Amari are going to be there. So what the chat? Yeah. Or I mean, there's it's open seating, so we could always sit together too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it'll be my lone time to go to uh, the link as a quote unquote spectator. Yeah, that's uh, it, man. Yeah, this year. So that's why I kind of really wanted to go to uh, kind of sit amongst my people for a little bit. <laughs> Did you get your um, your credentials and stuff yet, like for game day and all that? Not for the season. I had to fill out a bunch of forms. Okay. Um, some was like COVID stuff with vac yeah. vaccination requirements for camp. Um, so I'm all, you know, did that over the weekend. They sent yeah. out like an email last Friday saying like, Hey, these are the dates. Um, my boss is like the main editor, the executive or managing sports that are, you know, filled everything out. And then I got, I just kind of, I had to fill out the same form, like every time for every practice I was scheduled to go yeah. to, which is fine. Like this is a billion dollar company, yeah. you know, yeah. industry yeah. company, whatever you want to say. So it's fine. Uh, I think I'd rather get the Springsteen tickets than the dunks. I think I can comfortably say that. I think that's fair. If I, I if I just yeah. came out fifty percent, I would have been happy today. So I can't really complain. A lot of people got yeah. nothing. 
I feel like I, people, yeah, like there was people that we know who were in line for both and came away with with squats. So I guess it, you know, fifty percent is, is is better than than zero at this point. If you don't live in the larger Delaware Valley, I don't think you should have been allowed to purchase the dunks. <laughs> and I'm not even saying like, and this is a difference for me. I'm not even saying like you have to live like in the city or be from the city, which is also like a very mistake. Right. Just like the way that you know, like the Nationals before when the Phillies were good, you had to either have a, a zip code that was in D.C. or Virginia right. or Maryland to buy tickets to stop Philly fans from coming and taking it down. Yeah, like unless – and I'm sure there were some people who just got them. And I hate resellers and all that BS too. Like I'm sure people from, you know, out of state bought got them and they're reselling for, you know, they were a buck fifteen retail. I'm sure they're selling for, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred, whatever right now. You know, crazy Philly people are going to buy sneakers that have – a cheesesteak right. and a Liberty Bell in there. Maybe right. I do at some point too, but we'll see. Well, it's like, um, you know, people people from out of the tri-state buying the the blue toe uh, questions, you know? Yeah. Like, don't like... Yeah. Any iris and sneaker, you should have to only like, you have like a 48-hour a period where you only sell the people with certain zip codes yeah. in the tri-state <laughs> area, like right. South Jersey, right. Southeastern Pennsylvania, Northern Delaware, like that. And then, like, it's open to the general public after that. They're right. They're releasing to the public after that. But give us at least two days to, to get our act together. Yeah, and if you want to take it further and make it even, like, people only in um, North Carolina or Illinois can buy Jordans for 48 hours. I'll, I'll take that. I'll do that trade off if it allows us to get stuff like this and the Iversons easier. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that. That's fine. Totally works for me. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What are you looking forward to camp at? What are you looking forward to? I did a did a pre-write yesterday that dropped today on phillyvoice.com. Five storylines that I was interested in following. Yeah. Obviously, Hertz year three is going to look sharper. People always say, like, oh, he's been in all these different systems in his career. You know, he played under Lane Kiffin and Brian Dabble and then Lincoln Raleigh, then Doug Peterson, and now Nick Sirianni. But he's been Sirianni system two years in a row, uh, especially given the – Offensive line up front and the, the, the pass catchers between Goddard Smith yeah. and AJ Brown. Uh, excuses have to be minimized. Everything, those little mistakes that you can chalk up and saying, oh, he's in his first two years in the league, right. the different coach, all that kind of goes out the window and everything's in the position for him to ball out. And it's up to him now. And I'm excited to see what happens. He's yeah. not the most training camp ready player. We've talked about before, like he's not a, a real seven on seven player. And maybe that says more about his passing game, but. Uh, you have to play to his strengths too, and he's a better, you know, sixty-minute player, or however you want to say, eleven-on-eleven player, real speed right. player than a seven-on-seven player. Though there will be, I'm sure, true eleven-on-eleven action uh, over the next few weeks that the media will actually see. I um, I'll give you, I'll give you three. So the first one, obviously, hurts. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned the the continuity. I feel like you know, I was thinking about it a lot. Um, over the past couple of days, and because you know, you mentioned it, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy mentioned it in the article that he wrote. Um, but continuity, right, and how important that is. Yeah. And you know, I know we, for all his flaws, you know, um, Joel Embiid has had like two MVP seasons under Doc Rivers' system, right? So like, yeah, you know, continuity absolutely works. I'm not saying it wins you championships, like we know that doesn't, but I think it in terms of making your best players play their best. Um, there's certainly something to be said for it. So I'm interested in that. Um, the second one is, you know, the health of N'Kobe Dean. I, mean, I, I think that yeah. he is, uh, I think, well, two weeks ago, how we mentioned that, you know, the 
the medicals on him, scared other teams off, but they trust their team doctors and, and um, they trust that, you know, he doesn't, he didn't need surgery, doesn't need surgery. He even said he doesn't need surgery or, or that he won't get surgery. And, and how he said that they all fully expect him to be a full participant, which is huge, honestly, because um, he's a guy who I think uh, right now they have him like on like number one on the depth chart. So um, yeah, they have like two linebackers. It's uh, Kaiser White and Hand. Right, him and Kaiser White. Yeah, Hassan Reddick as that weapon, sand yeah. linebacker, pass rusher, rather than a true off-ball linebacker. Um, it's like so. I'm interested in him, you know, and and his progress for sure, and and, and if he stays healthy. Um, and I'm interested in <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise, you know, Jordan Davis. I I, I want to see, you know, if he was able to to stay in, you know, the shape that he came into minicamp in, you know, how he was conditioning wise, where they line him up at, you know, like they may, I know, apparently camp you don't show everything, but I'm I'm definitely interested to see, you know, what what weapon or how they use him, weapon wise, you know, how he um how he continues to learn Fletcher Cox, you know, Fletcher Cox has been in his ear a lot already, you know, the team has said, he, he says, he said, excuse me. So um, I'm excited to see that. I, I think that that's more than anything, uh, kind of the, the passing of the torch from from Flex to him and, you know, the Kobe Dean kind of taking over the the, the QB uh, position in that defense will tell a big tale of how far they go. I think Dean will be the best homegrown Eagles linebacker since Jared Maya tried. Yo, yeah. not like yeah. a large part of I mean, Jordan Texas, yeah. Michael Kendrick has some over. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that defensive tackle rotation, I wrote about this week, is it, fascinating because Hargrave was a pro bowler last year. Yep. Fletch isn't prime Fletch, but a multiple time all pro player. Right. Jordan Davis was maybe the best player in college football last year. And Milton Williams, I think, can start on several. I love Milton Williams. I, I love him. And it's it, Jordan Davis is like this souped up version of him in a way in the yeah. sense that. Milton Williams tested unbelievably uh, athletically at the combine, and you know he was from a small school, so it's a lot different than Georgia. But uh, I think they're going to keep those guys fresh, I and mean, I think that'll help Davis earlier in his career. People concerned about conditioning, stamina. I think it might be a little bit overblown. Yeah, uh, there's a situation where they're beating the crap out of teams. He's not going to play. He doesn't need to play all the time. Right. Um, but keeping those guys fresh all year, especially for a team with championship aspirations and playoff hopes. Um, Come December, I mean, I don't think it's crazy that, and this isn't like a slight of Fletcher Cox. It's more about the whole unit. Like Fletcher Cox might have the fourth best season yeah. of all these defensive tackles. And again, that's not a slight yeah. of Fletcher saying like he's washed. I'm not saying that, but it just speaks to what the group is right now. We have Hargrave in his prime and two young guys who I think have tremendous potential in this league. I think um, the most important thing would definitely be keeping them fresh, you know, in, in December and, you know, in November, really, and December, you know, the field starts to shrink and teams, you know, quarterbacks hate throwing a cold football, receivers hate catching a cold football, and next thing you know, they're pounding the rock, you know, 20, 30 times a game. It would, you know, would do wonders for them all to have semi-fresh legs, you know, and still be able to withstand that because that's really – you know, if you if you look at it, the teams that win during that time of year, you always wind up doing it with the running game, right? So yeah, you shut, you shut down the running game. You know, no no team's going to pass fifty times in, in on December second. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think that's a that's a really 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 big big plus. They can keep those guys healthy, and that rotation is monstrous. You know, I think that they, um, for all my money, honestly, I, I think Milt Williams, you know, is a guy who. You know he's gonna have. I, I, he's my one of, one of my breakout candidates for this year. If uh, Jordan Davis wasn't here, we'd be talking about him so much. More. Yes, a thousand percent. You know, and um, you know, he along with because Quez on the other side are my breakout candidates for the year. Um, I, so I, I think that we are we're, we're going to be certainly in for something special. I love Quez in the slot more so than I'm, I'm glad that he's getting you know the respect from the team. I, I, I like do, a vertical I, slot player. Yeah, yeah, I lo- like. For me, um, and I, you know, I watch a lot of. We both watch a lot of Big Ten football, but a lot of those teams run slot guys, specifically, um, you know, Penn State and Ohio State. But like those, those teams that can put a speedster in the slot and let them go, they're they're so so good. I'm, I'm glad that you know they finally have someone who can do that because I think that um, it just adds another another level of of danger to your offense. I think it's it's going to do Jalen a lot of a lot of good. 
I mean, they're top four pass catchers, and with Quez as the fourth guy, obviously a right. different tier than Goddard, who could be a top five tight end, AJ Brown's top 10, Devontae Smith. I mean, Jimmy Kemsky has said that he thinks Devontae Smith is is better than AJ Brown and talking with him and some of the stuff that he's running. He might have a better season than him. And I, again, that might not be out of the question given the yeah, way it's not crazy. Coverages, yeah. coverages may scheme up for AJ right. Brown, leave Smitty open more. If, Who's lining up on which side? We know Hurts kind of rolls to the right more often yep. than not, so we'll see stuff like that. Are they using Smitty in the slot sometimes? Are they, you know, putting Zach Pascal out there instead of Quez Watkins, changing things up? Um, but the pass catcher, you know, it's it's better than it's it's been in so so long, I guess, yeah. since you had uh, the heyday of Macklin and, and D-Jack at, yeah. at their peak, and Selk, I guess, was a top ten tight end. I mean, not a top five guy, but a top ten tight end in that era too. And Shady was a threat of the backfield, all that stuff. I think um, another thing that I'm looking forward to is just the uh, the dominance of the O line, right? Like we don't yes. talk, like we haven't talked a ton, which is great. You know, some when you don't have to talk a lot about about anything like that, it's that means, you know, not talking about the offensive line means the offensive line is really good, right? That means the offensive line is good. It's probably for offense purposes, probably the the strongest spot on on this team. So yeah. Um, it's great that we don't have to mention it at all, but I'm just excited to see, um, con- you know, the continuity being the word. I'm just excited to see the continuity to see, um, you know, how Jalen looks behind them. Like, you know, like I, I think it, everything circles back to how it hurts feels, right? How he looks, how he feels, how he comes out. I feel almost, I, I almost feel bad for him because everything's going to be, such is under such a, a, a tight microscope with him um from the first pass he throws tomorrow to, to you know the first the literally the first drive that they're all going to play on you know on the on the preseason game but i think that um it, you know it is what it is but i'm excited to see the o-line in action again i think that they are um, bar none the best best in the league if not top two or three depending on how you see what's going on in buffalo and how you see dallas's offensive line as well but for sure if not if not number one at least at least two one a or two did you see and we didn't we're ahead of the curve always obviously uh the athletic on their kind of executives and coaches poll did the the tiered ranking of quarterbacks yesterday that kind of blew up yeah did you see that and jalen and wentz are both tied for 20 for 20 yeah and in the tier three i think they're both tier three that's kind of what we did last time yep. i didn't really rank specific players and it was like qbs uh, that uh, or just like God mode, like the top right. four, like Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Rogers, and then QBs you went because of, and that's like Derek yep. Carr, and uh, I mean Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, but they could be in the top tier, the top two tier guys at, at minimum, and tier three you're gonna have like Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins and Hurts and Wentz. I think the Lamar Jackson coding in that was <laughs> was surely something. It's a Jack Del Rio. That was definitely right. Right, we'll call him. Let's call him uh, Dak Joe Rio, an anonymous defensive coordinator, saying uh, that he does not, uh, he doesn't like Lamar as a quarterback. So like, we we all know literally who it was. I mean, even it's funny. He should, because, he, he should convert to wide receiver. Right? <laughs> he just you know he's he's excellent. He's excellent as a as a as a football player as a one. But I don't know if he's, I don't know if he can be a quarterback. Well, I don't understand. Why is he a one as a football player, not a quarterback? He's like, right. you're saying he's like a one as a running back? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it would make more right. sense if you said Debo Samuel is a one as a football player because he does everything. Like, he's like a right. true, true yeah. athlete in that regard. But uh, I take Lamar. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. And well, if he won, I think it'd be pretty nice if he won 12 MVPs. I think I'd have to give him some credit, obviously, doing something that I think yeah, Peyton I think has the record right. for MVPs for five. So Lamar right. Jackson won 12. I think I'd have to give him a thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, at number twelve, I think we can probably call him uh, a pretty okay, a pretty okay football player. Yeah, uh, he gets twelve MVPs, but you know, that, I mean, that's just that's that's the that's life as as Lamar. Um, unfortunately, I mean, he's about to get paid though, or he should be. Like, I don't know. <laughs> they seem hesitant to pay him. They're not doing that. Article did him no favors, and then them being already hesitant is so weird to me. Like I, I like since we're in it, let's just let's just be in it. But Kyler getting, you know, a hundred million guaranteed. The, the stuff in the Kyler started. contract is still right. like he should he got slapped in the face with the the homework thing. 
Like, do your homework. Like, here's a hundred million guarantee. We just need four hours of homework from you. The guy, first of all, doesn't even want to doesn't even want to be there. But you know, two hundred fifty million don't make anybody stay anywhere. So I get it. But um, just it's weird how that Lamar negotiation is going, uh, which is not going at all. So I, you I, think I they think they could just do it with Tyler Huntley, and they're going to try to trade him after the season and be like, let's let's pay this guy twenty five to thirty million less. Than Yo, you know, no, no, what we both know. Nothing surprised me in the NFL. I was going to say like nothing and pay, and then sometimes it's like. The coded weird stuff, and I, I'm not surprised at all because what do we hear at the end of or what was it? Maybe right before the draft, how like um, the Cardinals, the Cardinals didn't even like Kyler, right? Like, like they, I thought you know, there was like, a chance the Eagles were going to trade for Kyler this summer. Yes, this contract kicked in. Yes, like we literally we didn't like the, uh, three two first, two twos, and hurts. Like yeah, the conversation was probably going to happen. Hour. And remember, he put out that statement, like that long letter to Arizona. Saying, he took all the stuff off social media, right? Yeah, yeah, all the social media stuff. He unfollowed them on Instagram. Like, I'm not, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. So, I, I, I do think that probably, you know, if you go in their front office, that there's like two or three folks who are like, look, like maybe, maybe Tyler Huntley gets it done for us. You know, like maybe, maybe you know, we can. Let's just see what happens with. A with with Howard Huntley, but I don't know. I I just I don't understand not having your team at full force, and your team at full force is with the guy who literally is is a perennial. MVP. Dude, his his passing numbers that year that he won MVP were. I'm I'm looking it up now because I want to confirm everything. I don't want to just. Um, there has to be people in the league that absolutely are still sick several years later that he won MVP, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it is. Yeah. Uh, so in 2019, for a guy who can't throw, led the league in touchdown passes and touchdown rate. <laughs> I think that's pretty, and QBR. QBR takes in running, but you still have to be a pretty darn good thrower to have. You still have to be a good thrower, QBR. right? Um, what was his yards per attempt? Uh, 7.8 yards per attempt. Um, 113 QB rating. Seems pretty good to me. What do I know about? 66% completion percentage, not some Sam Bradford, Drew Brees number, but quite good. 67% is still insane. Yeah. And, like, I feel like um, this is a point that you can uh, – you want if you want to make a point about him and his and you know his, his quarterback ability, like, why not just say he needs to cut down on the turnovers? That's easy. You can just say – Oh, you know, I love Lamar. He's got to turn. He's he's got to take better care of the ball in crucial situations, or like when he's in the red zone, they turn the ball over too much. Yeah, yeah. like the sixteen to thirteen interception touchdown and interception ratio last year. Right. I mean, right. He, he only played twelve games out of seventeen, but uh, not quite the efficiency that you would want. But um, still got to pay the guy, right? Right. Still got. I mean, still the alternative is is so much worse and. I think he's a guy I'd be comfortable with paying that much money. I'm just not sure. Like, either pay him or – I mean, you literally – if I'm his agent, I'm sending that clause directly to um, their the front office right now saying you either have the guy who's already got a leaving MVP or the dude who has to get paid to study his game book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's silly. The, the whole process is silly right now. Like I hate, I hate this part of the of the game for for any athletes because I feel like sometimes when when you don't want to get paid or when you're at odds with a team, yeah, all of a sudden stuff starts to leak. Oh, guys in the locker room are split. Such and such is don't like him. You know, yeah. Oh, he quit in he quit in the the Giants game or you know whatever. Like, and then all of a sudden stuff just get all it, it gets all muddled up and. Next thing you know, everybody feels a little a little dirty after <laughs> after. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the Eagles punt returner this year? I love the return game stuff. That's kind of I think, new shit on there. Listen, I know we mentioned it offline, but I think I think Pascal's gonna make the team and be the punt returner. Okay. I I, I really, think he's I think he's definitely making the team. I would yeah. say he's uh he's not a lot the way Brown, Smith, and Quezar, but no. uh, there's no way he's not on the team. I don't think like he's he's the clear number four receiver to me. I think Jalen Rager makes it. 
even though that would probably be a controversial thing for Eagles fans. <laughs> um, I think he'll make the team. I think they're reticent to giving up him this early. Yeah. And that sixth spot's going to be between two guys. I wrote this yesterday. Two guys that are going to be instant training camp fan favorites. Britton Covey and Devin Allen, given the returning ability for Covey and then the Olympic U.S. national champion hurdling stuff. For Allen, there's going to be one big got last week from got Devin Allen. Yeah, got that's Rob. disqualification. And I hate when people are like, oh, these Eagles fans are going to go crazy over some random wide receiver. Like, that's the whole point of training camp Isn't that right? for fans is <laughs> to get irrationally excited and happy about something that's happening. Like, good for them if everyone's freaking out and customizing Devin Allen's jersey is on fanatics. Right. Like, that's what it's about. That's training camp. How many times have you turned on hard knocks and literally one of the storylines is a guy – like a random guy who who like becomes the guy that you're supposed to root for throughout the whole show. Like that's it. That's what it's all about. Who's on Hard Knocks? I'm trying to figure it out. You know, is it, is it, it the was, Lions? I thought I think it's the Lions. Yes, the Lions. For a second, I thought it was the Cardinals, and I was like, wait, they're yeah. going to do the Cardinals after all this after crazy all this stuff? stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, why Dan I'll be Campbell could be entertaining. He could be hard knocks. He could be entertaining. Um, you know, we, we your yeah, boy. We're right. gonna get Papa Swift on there. You think our guy's gonna be on there? Papa Swift on there might listen. I I'm I talked. You to might him. have a cameo. I talked to some people the other day who said that they uh that he he might be on there. He's but um. It's weird because he's like that, not a team employee, obviously. Right? Yeah, right. He's not a team employee. I, it, was, it would just have to be like a um, an actual like story run on him. He's going to get a lot of Yonder's going to get a lot of FaceTime, obviously, because he is their their. He's their face of the team, right? right. <laughs> so, like, um, I think that they're they're going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of interesting stuff with them. They have a they have a really cool, um, really cool coaching staff, you know, and and I think that they have. It's you know what, I feel like as a a team that so many people expect so little from and continue to, it's there's no way to go but but up. So it should just be fun to watch. Yeah. What else am I looking forward to camp? The Devin Ooh. Allen thing. I I think that's it sucks now that guys don't really play much in the preseason. Yeah, it's all about the. But I think the lower lower roster guys are going to play. So. I think being able to check out some of those bottom tier receivers that fans are going to be hyped about and be able to write about and cover uh, will be nice come preseason. Like I'll be going to the first preseason game that's August twelfth, a Friday night, Friday night lights against the the Browns. I think it's the Browns. Yeah, it's the Browns. Yeah, uh, Eagles. Do you think? Um, what do you think? Ooh, so that's Hurts Tua the next game. Even that's if Hurts even plays, right. that'd be a nice uh, storyline. I could get something out of. Do you want, or do you? What do you think about Jesse Bates? Oh, week one is Jets at home, then at Browns at Dolphins. So I had that mixed up. There you go. So right. Just as a clarification to our loyal always, always J E T S. Yeah, that's usually the last game, but obviously there's no four games anymore. Right. So there's just something different there now. Miami's interesting. Jimmy Kempsey getting a little trip to Miami. That'll be fun. Yeah, if he wants to hey, yeah. take some vacation time, that's okay with me. Miami coming and, in with the most, maybe uh, let someone else go. The Dolphins coming in with the, the most accurate quarterback in the league, right? Yeah, I don't like him. I'm sure <laughs> outside there about. It. I think he's Hurts is better than him. I wish yeah. they had it like a right. I wish they played each other in the regular season. I think Hurts is better too. Yeah. I I, just, I think that. Um, I didn't. I didn't like him at Bama. I, thought, I think people like don't like him in the locker room, and that's not saying he's a bad guy. But there's like a, a leadership intangible thing there. It's well, yeah, not he, saying he's a bad guy. It's like yeah. the whole thing with Fitzpatrick was weird, where they like the organization wanted to play Tua, but the coaching staff and the players wanted Fitzpatrick, and they're going back and forth and stuff. Like that's a bad vibe, which is the complete inverse of everything that's happened with Jalen. Speaking strictly in terms of intangibles, locker room, off the field stuff, not just straight on field performance. And and I think that there's a lot of people who think that he got his coach fired, which is not too far off the truth. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happened there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot a lot. A whole lot of things happened there. Um thanks. All right, so who um well I guess this is a two part question is one, like are you are you comfortable with the secondary now? And two, 
if Jesse Bates is still out there in the middle of camp, what do what do we do? What do you do if you're Howie? Like, do you just go continue to go all in again? I don't want to trade players for him, and it's it's the caveat. It's obvious to say, oh, let's give our bad stuff to get our team's good stuff. I'm not yes. saying that. I'm not just saying like, oh, I'll give him a third rounder and Isaac Sayamalo, just like saying a random player. I don't want to necessarily give up key starters at certain positions to just create holes elsewhere because you're filling that hole at safety. Like, I'm not trying to, I don't know who said this, but one like Twitter, Eagles Twitter thing I saw was like, Landon Dickerson in the second round. I was like, why are you messing with the best offensive line in the NFL yeah. and creating a hole there? And I get, I get to have depth and, and it's stuff, but. They were so good last year. Why are we doing this just to pay yeah. a safety? I'm not, I'm not talking about the positional value of the safety, but you're going to invest big money at this guy when you're having guys on uh, cost-controlled contracts, on rookie right. contracts, and messing up the, the continuity on the offensive line there. And then, so, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a thing, they're just going to give a pick, sure, but I don't, I'm not in the pick-and-player mode right now for that. And that's, thing, that's obviously not going to get it done, and that's fine for me. Yeah, he didn't report was, today. He didn't report today as a heads up to. Yeah, he listening. did not report today. For any, again, this is we're recording this on Tuesday at twelve plus twelve forty now. But um, he didn't report today, and it looks like the last that we heard, or last that we saw, the Bengals at some point expect him to show up. But um, they got Daxton Hill, I think that they drafted. He was probably going to get all those reps until he shows up. And the other thing is, you. It's not just uh, – we talk about this a lot in basketball, but it's not just about trading for him. Once you get him in here, you still got to pay him. And, like, you can't pay him until next year, if I'm not mistaken. So like, Yeah, so there's not – like, I have no doubt that if Howie's trading for them, they're like there's some kind of handshake agreement that he's going to sign. But, like, right. things can go south That's easily. And there's no – you know, the Eagles are 5-2. and two. Things are – you know, they're rolling their top five of defensive DVO. They're going to send – they're going to extend them midseason. He's on the yeah. franchise tag. The the deadline for him to sign a long term extension has passed for this season. Right. There's no there's no trade and immediate extension like AJ Brown. There's no in season extension coming. That's a scary variable for any team out there. That's part parting with choice picks and likely some very good players on the way to acquire him. Yeah, like the the Bengals aren't going to want uh, just to pick or whatever they're gonna want. Yeah, it's straight off uh, fifth rounder and Andre Dillard. Right. Like, but why would they do that? So why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, sure. I'm also, sure the Eagles can do that, but yeah. Why are they? Why are they doing? That? And I'm sure that they might have even a call. Howie may have yeah. even a call and say, "Look, we'll give you Andre Dillard in the fourth rounder," and the Bengals probably hung up the phone right away. Like, why? Yeah. Like, they. This is a guy. Also, like, they're in the business of saying, "Look, if they reach the point of no, no return, they're gonna get whatever they can for him." Yeah. So like they sh- which they should, but I mean um, if it's it's September first and they're swinging a trade for because his value has tanked, you know all hats off to Howie. But uh, I wouldn't be going out of and if they acquire him and it's a low cost, I'm going to tip my hat to Howie and say it's a great move and it's exciting for the team to have this. But uh, as of right now, I'm not moving heaven and earth to get him, even though he obviously yeah. is a very good player at yeah. the really the lone hole of you know taking the quarterback conundrum out of it, the lone big hole they have you know hurts is more of an unknown than a question mark they have then it's more of a question mark than in right a hole right. whereas they have a legit hole at safety and i, and I think that uh, you know for a team that has done uh, a good job this offseason and, and bringing in some more depth and continuing to build the roster up i don't think this is the right time to give guys away like yes you're still, you know and that's talking about continuity, too. I, yep. uh, like we talked about with Hurts, that speaks for the whole roster. I saw a tweet this morning. I want to make sure I'm crediting the right person here. Uh, Anthony Reinhardt, who um, just does, like, visualization data like about the NFL. Yeah. Uh, looking at how many players from last year's initial 53-man roster that are on the team's current rosters right now. The Eagles are tied with the Lions, coincidentally. The Eagles have 43 of the 53 guys that were on the initial 53-man roster last year still in the building now. Yep, That's continuity. I don't want to yep. break that up. Because you look at the 2016-2017 Eagles, they they added some guys, but the, the core nucleus had been there for a little bit right there. Yeah. You know, I think the continuity yeah. is a huge factor that season. And it matters. Um, and I, I mean, it matters that, like on the offensive line, too. Like That's why people are like, I'm not trading anyone on this. Off- like Anyone that's a starter – in the offense line, and even Dillard, uh, I think is a valuable piece as 
a backup. Like he's not a starter for for the birds, but you know, it only takes one injury for him to be a key cog going forward. He, he could be, you know, big V 2.0 in terms of the impact he has to come in if there's an there's a injury akin to the way that uh Vitae played in 2017 in the Super Bowl run. Also, you know, in in they again best in the league, but also a line that has missed, you know, uh guys have missed a lot of time. Like like Lane yeah. Johnson has missed time, you know, recent in recent years. Like, you know, um I'm sure so there's I, some game where Jordan Mulata is starting at right tackle and Dillard is starting at left tackle. Yep. I don't absolutely. know what the yards are, but if they were, you know, minus one ten, I'd throw twenty bucks on it. You can bank on it because that's yeah. I mean that's just the way it is. You you're also in the way that the that they play in the trenches. Yeah, guys are going to get nicked. Guys are going to get banged up. It's an inherently position that is inherently going to cause injuries. It's right. the most physical <laughs> part of the game. of The most most physical part of the game of the most physical uh, major North American sport. I mean, no other position do they fit you preemptively for a knee braces. Like, yeah, right. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. that's just – that's a, a little inside track into just how physical and dirty it gets down there. Lane is kind of getting into elder Jason Peters territory. I don't mean it as a slight to – I mean as a slight to neither of them. Uh, Jason Peters is the first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. I mean, I should have his number retired. Uh, and I think Lane is, you know, still the best right tackle in football. Yeah. But just, oh, he tore his ACL that play. He'll be <laughs> back in the next play. Like, uh, Lane Johnson's out. What happened? I think he broke his forearm and tore his ACL. Three plays later, he's out there pancaking. Got good candy, right? He's like – um. He's like LeBron. Whenever you think LeBron is broken, oh, this is it. This is first. This is this LeBron's is first like career-altering injury. This no, fourth quarter, he's out there doing the tomahawk slam. This is it. Oh, I think this is it. I I think his ankle literally touched the <laughs> his ankle touched the court. This is it. And he just ties up the sneaker and he's going. He's back in. Yeah, Lane uh, Johnson. Uh my my whole body. It's like SpongeBob. Every morning I break my back, and every every night I break my legs. Like that's <laughs> and then he just still comes out there. You know, it gets graded as a 90.1 on PFF, and the Eagles win by seven. <laughs> and he's back home in his barn doing, uh, you know, 2,000 burpees. You're gearing – you're putting the deli deposits in. You're gearing up for a uh, a bro barn appearance, I think. Yeah, I'm gearing I, up. I, I don't think I would do well there, but I think you might. <laughs> Listen, I I heard his invite only. I'm gearing up for my invite. So, Lane, if you listen – got some prep connections to – the the younger Runyon is a bro barn guy, right? Yeah, he's a bro barn guy. I think. Um, oh man, somebody her big still there. Yeah, yes, somebody from the Bengals is too. I think. Um, there's a I'm couple of guys from around the league who are. I'm so Lane, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, I'm ready for my bro barn invite. Um, have you? <laughs> it's funny because I think the first time we saw we saw Hertz. Did lift like five hundred pounds was in the. Bro it says a lot that he's like the lone yeah. skill position, he's sexy position, position guy that's allowed in like the big brawler bro barn. I think I think Lane even mentioned that, and Lane's like, "This is like normal." I think they're both they both live in South Jersey. I know Lane's right. there, and I know Hertz is in South Jersey. Yeah. So that's um, probably part of it. And we know well. We know who didn't get an invite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's missed some invites over the years? <laughs> Well, he's in the bro barn. He's in a he's in a duck blind in the middle of North Dakota. <laughs> Five a.m. Like the thermos with the coffee. Like, he's got the like the duck kazoo blowing, yeah, making the, the noises. He's got, uh, he's got the um the dark the dark bowl uh, Wawa coffee. He's in the duck blind at, at four fifty eight. <laughs> Sleeps like two hours. <laughs> And I'm not even just trying – like, he was obviously awesome for a peer. They don't win without him. You know, it meant a lot to a lot of people. But it's funny, though. Like, people get mad at me because I wrote, like, that whole depression article about the Eagles. And oh, yeah. Like, you, you can't yeah. – cre- but what happened with that? And I was like, he was awesome then, and it was really good for me, and it was really good for the team. It was really good for the city. It was great. But he's gone now. Things ended really poorly. Things can change over time. And uh, some of the aspects we overlooked or we ignored because we liked the guy, we liked the team, we, we liked things we're going are objectively hilarious in retrospect. And I think people, um, I think last week it was, I think on the radio, an, an anonymous scout was like, you know, he's just as talented or he's more talented than Hurts. Like, well, it was Adam him? Kaplan. Oh, right. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. even anonymous. <laughs> and definitely not a scout. And definitely not, right. Adam Kaplan's definitely not a scout. But like, my my thing is, what 
like what football was Adam Kaplan watching, or like what do you watch? He like the guy like theoretically five years ago, her, you know, Wentz is right. talented, but five years changed it a lot with several season-ending injuries, regression as a passer, loss of mobility, all those things. Like you know, in a vacuum, Wentz had all the arm talent in the world, but yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. That's not reality. When yeah. you don't play football in a vacuum, right. and things have changed, and Hurts' mobility and dynamicism are you know much better than Wentz now, and. I don't even know by by December we could be saying Hurts is a better passer than him. I don't think no. that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Just just yeah. the way his career has gone, and you know, it would have been you know best case scenario for the Eagles was that he was a franchise quarterback for 15 years, and yeah. you know he's beloved, all, you know, key to the city, you know, multiple yeah. times Super Bowl MVP, but that just didn't come to fruition. That's not that's fruition, not reality. Yeah. Also, court quarterback's hard, man. Like it, it's a it's, it's, it's a hard. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a hard position to play professionally. Right. <laughs> It's a hard position to scout. It's a hard position to draft. It's That's the it. hardest, probably the hardest position in all of sports to scout. I would think. Oh, right? happy. And and the reason being because if it was just about get a guy with a big arm, everybody would just have a guy with a big arm. But this, it's hundred percent not about that. It's more about the the mental the mental skills, the attitude, like what kind of leader are you in the locker room, and you know people. I've said, blatantly said, like half the locker room didn't even like the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, call it call it whatever you want, but post post injury, you know, the locker room and his presence on the field and off the field weren't the same. And, and I think that you have to account for that too. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, you know, was it the injury or was it you know something that Doug said to him type guy? But we do know that post Super Bowl things just weren't the same with him. You know. Yeah, like he's human. It's impossible for right. the Foles thing not to affect him. Yeah. And there was that storyline, I think, before last season or earlier this offseason that was, you know, he, he kind of got mad with, a, you know, that crew of injured players. All yeah. those like Sproles, Peters, all these guys that were really, really elite players that were missing time. And like, man, it feels weird that they're winning. And we're not there. And then yeah. they're, they're like, what? How could you say that? And yeah, it's, a, it's a very yeah. human reaction yeah. and emotion. And I understand that can empathize with it, but you're not a podcaster, dude. You're an NFL right. quarterback who is quarterback. not just right. the face of a franchise, the way football is in Philly. You are literally the face of the city. Right. You're the face of the Delaware Valley. Right. And you can't be acting like that. Like you're it. And it, you're it. Like the whole the whole city, the whole area revolves around you, your attitude and your play. Inherently, I mean it's maybe not fair to him as a person, as a human being, but Given your job, the way you're getting paid, your the fame, the fortune, uh, everything revolves around you. You need to be held to a higher standard. And mind you, not only that, it was also during a time where you were probably going to win the, the league MVP. Like you were also the face of football at that time. Yeah, you know what I mean. You were like, the, the way people are talking about Herbert Allen, right? You know, it seems so long ago. I feel like I'm talking to like a yeah. younger generation fan base that doesn't even like remember what it was like then. Right. Right. And speak, you know, it's funny. Speaking of, speaking of Herbert, like he is, he is definitely one of those guys. I, I love him. I think he, I don't know if um, I want to see him. Um, I might do some concern troll over Justin Herbert this fall. I think he's awesome. I love the Chargers as like an objective football team to watch. Yeah, but they're in the toughest division in football, and if they miss the playoffs, it, you're going to see some, you know, Jalen Hurts QB uh, playoff starts, uh, playoff games finished. Uh, <laughs> Two or three, Carson Wentz zero, Justin Herbert zero. That's my tweet. I immediately mute notifications on <laughs> in January. I was, I was gonna, send tweet, mute notifications, <laughs> go about my day. Tweet, mute, go about my day. We don't argue. Um, that's what I was going to uh, allude to is that I, I'm, I'm like you. I love him. I think the the Chargers are, are you know. Um, objectively the most fun team. Objectively the most fun team to watch. They got a really, really. Fun team on offense. They got a bunch of dogs on defense, or so we think. Um, and every probably, every uniform combination is better than the previous one. Literally. And I'm wearing my blue perfect. and yellow UCLA baseball jersey, so a little bit of a similar vibes if you're watching on YouTube or similar video Nike, clip. Nike hooks them up so much. Like Nike. Uh, What's the connect there? I'm missing it. Because like Oregon, uh, and, and then the Seahawks got some preferential treatment, I think, for a right. while, given the Pacific Northwest connection. Yeah, because look, uh, at what, I mean, look, look at UCLA and look at USC. USC always gets hooked, gets hooked up. Um, yeah. But I, I think that they are uh, – they're my 
they're how I felt about the Bills two years ago, I guess. Like, I need yes, I think that's playoffs. fair. I need, I need them. I need, I need him to get them to the playoffs. And I need them to to make a little bit of noise. Like, I, I think it's fair to 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 ask that now. Like, he's a guy who people look at and say, yeah, he's he's definitely it. Like, he is. There's no next up. Like, Herbert is right there with the rest of those guys. Then, which is fine. I I don't think people are wrong, but I, I need to see him. Go get a playoff spot this year. Uh, I'm seeing if they play the Chargers this year, the Bills. That'd be a hell of a game. That would be Bills so get every every Bills game I'm looking at now should be like a national televised game. It's uh Rams, Titans, both of those games are nationally televised. I yeah. hate that the Eagles week two, they're doing the Monday night football. It's not even a true double header. They're starting like an hour and a half apart, and I'll be yeah. at uh the link watching the Eagles Vikings we'll the game. Be able to yeah. see any Titans Bills. But then you have a Dolphins game, Ravens, Steelers. You know, they're going to have – they have they're playing the Chiefs in Kansas City, the Packers at yep. home. Um, doesn't look like they're playing uh, the Chargers, but maybe come postseason they are. That Packers game is going to be a ton of fun. Um, I think the Packers – the Packers obviously – they're, they're going to be annoying again this year, uh, at least until Rodgers decides to hang him up. So, you know, we'll, they'll, they'll have something to say for sure. I, I think that um, – the, I I still look back at the 49ers as like the the team that probably scares me the most. I mean, any any conference with Tom Brady, you can never count out. But like, I I just think that if the if the 49ers stay even a tenth healthier than they were last year, they're going to be so annoying to to have to play play against or think about whether it's regular season or playoffs. Yeah. What's your like most anticipated Eagles game this year? I know we're getting farther than training camp, but you can close up with that. I I, I want to say I'll give you I'll give you my one and one A. I, I think that um, some I know some I know people have mixed emotions because it's a night game, but I really do like having to play the Vikings for the home opener. Um, hey, last night I went to an Eagles Vikings uh, night game. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, last time. We had them at night and Link. It turned out pretty well, so um, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be a really, really fun game. It'll be nice and it's obviously in September. We get that uh, 70 degree day and like 40, 50 degree night, so it'll be a nice breezy night. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm actually I'm torn because I, I feel like there's also um, the ton of there's a ton of storylines, but I, I think that. That Jaguars game is going to be fun. Um, I think I, that's going to, from a media perspective, the Doug coming back to town. We have so many. We have Wentz coming back. We have Doug coming back. Right. I'm so into seeing what happens with those games. I want to see what the fan reaction is. Are the Eagles going to do a tribute to Doug before the game? Yeah. All these different things. Yeah. And I and I so I think that those are those are my two for sure. I mean, any um, divisional games you always you always look forward to. I think the. The Bears game is going to be fun because that's in you know that's during the time where we could get some snow and it like snows every day in Chicago in December. Um, and I think like, a, a snowball where you know the Eagles are in their white jerseys and black pants. Yeah, would be good vibes. What ton of good vibes? Cool. A lot of fun. Um, it's going to. I think that that's a that's a fun time. We need, we need a good snowball. We didn't get a snowball last year, past couple years. Right? We're uh, nine years since the snowball. Isn't that crazy? I feel like all this stuff has been too like an old POS. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, for anyone listening, I know you, you might watch it, but um, the Sean McCoy on the I Am Athlete Pod is is that is just he the only host of that? I see all the clips all the time. Is it just think, is or is he just a guest all the time? He's a he's a consistent guest. Okay, um, but he tells awesome stories. Like everybody's heard the Nambi story already, but. Um, he's actually, I think he's actually pretty good. He tells a lot of stories about obviously his time here, not so much like locker room drama, but more so just like the, the players and the coaches he's been around and, and yeah. you know, just his league time. He's actually, he actually is pretty, pretty introspective in, in some of his stuff. Yeah. I'll have to check that out more often. I just see the clips that circulate like Deshaun, like the one with him and Deshaun and then obviously yeah. the Nambi yeah. one with Selleck and yep. Clay Harbor and all that stuff popped off. Yo, our last so this is my last thing. Um, shout out to uh, our guy. Shout out to DJack uh, on his Super Bowl ring. Yes, um, the Rams. So uh, 
They ran. DJAC got there. Felt like he wasn't going to get playing time. So, you know, we're catching everybody up. So last year, DJAC got to LA. Felt like playing time was going to be scarce. Asked for a trade or release. Um, you know, was was obliged. And then now, uh, fast forward to now, um, to this year, rather, and the Rams uh, hooked him up with a Super Bowl ring. So shout out to him for getting, for getting a ring. I don't know how he feels about it, you know. That's got to be bittersweet, man. Yeah. Like, do you even want it? Yeah. Like, like, I'm saying point. everyone wants a Super Bowl ring, but it right. just—it's got to be hard. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. It's got to be—it's got to be tough, especially, um, uh, you know, given the idea that you that 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 was like the goal all along. Like, it's got to be yeah. tough to to sit through. But so we'll see. We we'll see. We'll see if he puts it on display at his house or something. But yeah, I, I think everybody wants one. But it's weird how how he got his nonetheless. I wish he was on that Eagles team that won and he got a ring. Like I, yeah. I, I wouldn't take a single guy off that roster for what they contributed. Yeah, no, so I'm not no, thinking no, like yeah. that. And I don't want to be like the Sixers fan and saying like, oh, like Robert Covington better get a ring. Like, <laughs> if they ever, like, I'm not doing it like that. Yeah. It's just that he was in this middle era between, yep. you know, the end of the Andy era. So he wasn't on the yep. best teams there. And the Chip Kelly era was this weird era before, you know, right. the Doug era took off. He was kind of in this middle ground and then comes back and he's, you know, he's like Lane Johnson steps out there and just like his body falls apart, but then he never plays. Like, like, never like, play, right. play, like, like Lane. Right. Um, it's funny, uh, wild, wild. He has caught a touchdown pass from both Donovan McNabb and Jalen Hurts. Isn't that crazy? I'm trying to you got, see if I could list all the guys he's probably caught a touchdown from. So, writing them down McNabb for sure. Yep. Vic. Vic, yep. Cobb question mark. He started like four games in that era. So Cobb question mark. I'm putting there. Uh, Wentz. Foles. How could I forget that guy? Yeah. Uh, and Hurt. So that's potentially like, that's at least one, two, three, four, five guys. And maybe I'm missing somewhere in there. Someone else. Like that. That's, that's longevity, especially for a guy who some people question. Uh, wouldn't make it that long in the league. Shout out to him, man. I, and I also am happy that he at least got some. I'm sure not having a ring was a part of a door that was that was closed for him. So regardless of how he got it, he's got one. It's good for him. Good on the Rams for for doing something cool with somebody, especially during the time and in a league where you know guys literally continue to play just to, for a chance to win a Super Bowl. So good for good for everybody. What was I thinking of? Oh, he was on there. He caught a touchdown pass for the Raiders on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, on Thanksgiving against, yeah. against Cowboys. That was the mm-hmm. last great Deshaun Jackson moment that I was able to receive, and I'm sad. That was the that was literally like the last one I think of is that um, that absolute bomb that he caught on Thanksgiving. Yeah, man, against Dallas too. He always played well against Dallas, even when he had that midway drop fumble touchdown thing. He still always yeah. balled out against them. He knows That's how you could ask for like he was. At his best, and he wasn't on a team that ever won a playoff game in Philly. So that's yeah. a straight against them. But whenever they played Washington, whenever they played the Giants, whenever they played Dallas, he played his best. And I have to give props for that. I want guys who are big time players in big time games, whether it's prime time, Deshaun always showed up in prime time, he always showed up in divisional games. That's big. And that that's really what you want, right? A guy that shows up in divisional games. You don't even have to say big games because every divisional game is big. He shows up in yeah. divisional games and he shows up in prime time. Everything else, uh, I'll give him a pass for. Yeah. Right. I like ending I like ending things on the Deshaun man. Yeah, that's definitely perfect. one of my favorite people ever. I love that. All right. Anything to plug? The the newsletter? Uh ricky.sanchez.com slash newsletter. We um are, you know, it's crazy. Uh, we were just talking about this earlier for football, but um the NBA season. It's coming season, too. Dude, the season ends and then, you know, the drama continues. So um, we've been nothing short of stuff to write about. So, um, you know, t- tune in, tap in. we got some some cool stuff going on. And um, before you know it, <laughs> September will be here and training camp starts. So, um, yeah, hit us up, man. Holler at us. We, uh, we're out every every Thursday and uh, we'll have some some good stuff coming up in the coming weeks. Yeah, and be sure to follow my work at phillyvoice.com. 
obviously from the main BGN Radio Show, Jimmy Kemsky is the co-host with BLG, also our Eagles beat writer at phillyvoice.com. So be sure to stay tuned to BGN Radio, bleedingyournation.com, and phillyvoice.com. Talk next week. Do a little yes, first week of camp recap. I will be there Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So stay tuned to my Twitter and Instagram at Jimmy for Clancy for all that good stuff during it. Talk to you, bro. All right, bro. Be good.